don't know what it is about this fucking mic. It just makes me nervous. Or maybe it's just every mic. We will live for eternity. We do it for posterity. Running to the best ones yet, one of it. Running with the best ones yet. Solid on the bedrock, break not a sweat. Solid on the bedrock, yeah. We will live for eternity. 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 Hello and welcome to Make It Clap like butt cheeks but also applause i'm your host gadoni kimaru welcome to make it clap this is a podcast celebrating the good bad and ugly conversations on life love and everything in between mm-hmm. uh all right so let's just get this out of the way yeah um <laughs> this is the last episode of season two that was supposed to be our i don't know two months ago three months ago a while ago definitely not august um but here we are it's been a bit of a transitionary period for me the last three months have have been interesting because i've been moving from one thing to another i've also been taking on some new like personal projects some new side hustles trying to elevate myself and all that hard work has really culminated into this new job that i just started this week so (laughs) no regrets but i do feel bad that i have taken this long to get this episode out but look here it is right and here i am so let's do it before we get into the episode um i think i just want to recap quickly season two Well, maybe recap is the wrong word. I just want to say a huge thank you to all the guests that came on. The topics this season were so fantastic. We talked about bipolar. We talked about our relationship with food, veganism, heavy sexual energy, being a millennial in the workplace. Yeah, go back, listen to those episodes if you haven't. They're great. They're fantastic. I had a really awesome selection of guests this season. Um, if you haven't listened to some of those, I advise that you go back and make it happen. Okay, this episode, season two finale. I think maybe the reason I kept putting it off is also put too much pressure on it, right? You say season finale and you're expecting cliffhangers and character deaths and this is just but a humble podcast. (laughs) So the most I can give you is my reflections and what I have really learned for myself um, through others also in the last few weeks, in the last few months about work, about life, about myself. And I'm calling this episode New Chapters because that's, you know, exactly what it is. And I'm recording this episode very early in the morning. So you will hear sweeping in the background. I hope the microphone isn't picking it up. But if you do hear sweeping and general sounds of cleaning they're coming from outside but there is no need to worry about them you can still hear me i'm sure right yeah okay um so i think maybe let me do this in three parts right so the first part of this is like i said i'm starting a new job what's exciting about this gig is first i didn't even apply for it (laughs) 
or how I ended up being considered for it was, I guess, serendipity, kismet, call it what you want, the universe moving, my God does not sleep, oh, yeah, whatever you want to call it, that's what happened. I applied for one role um, because I looked at this particular one that I am now in and thought, oof, I don't think I have the experience for that. I don't, that doesn't sound like me. That sounds like, you know, a super serious profesh. And that ain't me. <laughs> or at least I didn't see myself that way. And there are such, there's certain few key skills in the role that I, I couldn't really easily identify in myself. So like a lot of years of people management experience, I was like, I, I don't think I have people management experience. But the more I thought about it, I have managed people and projects and I've done all these things. I just never had manager in my title, right? Um, and so I applied for one job. They got back to me and said, hey, I think you are actually better qualified for this one. I said, cool, since you're the ones who have told me, let me do it. And so I went through that interview process. Um, it was intense, it was hectic. To be honest, I learned more about myself <laughs> in this process than any other. Um, but what I will point out about, I guess, this period of job searching or looking for a, a new job or trying to find the perfect fit is don't write yourself off. I wrote myself off and I would never have gotten this job if, you know, the recruiter wasn't on top of things. And so, hey, actually, we have a role that is better suited to you. So don't write yourself off. If you don't think you have the skills, apply. They'll, they'll tell you. That's their job, right? To say yes or no. And you can see how far you'll go. But I think the other thing that really changed my focus by the time this job came around is I had had months of disappointment, right? Like doing all these job interviews, getting to almost getting to the end each time and then never quite clinching the gig. And I had really started to become frustrated after each of those experiences. I thought maybe I'm just not as good as I think I am. I think I'm hot shit and I'm not. Um, and at this time, I was also in conversation with my employer then about how I didn't feel like my role really matched what I did you know I was asking for a little more and they were working on it but I guess you know not as quickly as I would have liked but I asked for it and didn't get it <laughs> so searching for all these jobs getting you know rejection after rejection sometimes they don't get back to you and I think actually maybe it was more painful because I was always getting to the end and never quite getting it I really started to doubt myself. I even said once, I think I said to my husband, like, man, you know, these guys, they keep saying you're great. You're just not good enough, right? And anyone who knows anything about a little bit of therapy knows that in that moment I was talking to myself. Uh, no one was telling me that I wasn't good enough. That's what I was saying to myself. But it was also a great chance for me to kind of step back from... I guess the whole process of job searching and think about, okay, what do you really want out of this? Um, what is it you're trying to get to? And realistically, it might take a little bit of time. So how about this? So this is how I started to think about the job search, right? And this is, I think, my piece of advice for anyone who's currently looking for a job right now. Don't go into every job interview thinking that this is the one. I know. 
sometimes you read the JD, you see the company, you're just like, ooh, if if only, right? You've even seen yourself in that role. When you, if you've interviewed at the office, you've seen the desk you're going to be sitting at. You've put yourself there. But that doesn't always work out that way. You know, anyone who's ever interviewed for anything, it can tell you it's not as straightforward as that. Sometimes there's someone, some dark horse somewhere you're not aware of, or you just don't make the cut. And if you go into every job interview thinking that this is going to be it, it's going to take so much recovery time for you to, you know, psych yourself up again to do the next one. I certainly know this is true for me, or this was true for me. Um, I would get a rejection and I'd think, oh man, this was the role, this was the gig, I really thought this was gonna be it. And I would have to spend maybe two weeks in this like existential spiral of, I'm just not good enough and maybe I should just make peace with where I am. Um, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> so what I did is I imagined if you've ever watched the movie Rocky or you've ever heard of Sylvester Stallone's Rocky, then you know there's this whole montage for Eye of the Tiger where he's running up the stairs, right? Um, at that, I don't know, Washington building, whatever that building in America is, that, those steps, he's running up them, he's in his training mode, he's focused. That's how I started to look at job interviews. Every job interview was just leveling up a skill, um, you know, my ability to talk about something or whatever the case was. I would start the interview process and I would just say, okay, this time I really want to refine um, the way I do my tasks, right? So because tasks are all the rage, um, I want to do better quality tasks that will you know, even if I don't get the job, I'll have built on a skill that I can still use in my in my current job or in a future job. And so that shift in perception, I guess, in terms of looking at the interview process really did help me healthily disconnect from the rejection. <laughs> of course, you're going to feel bad when someone tells you you didn't get the role. But if it was just a training step to get to the real goal, the real top of the mountain for you, then you're not going to feel so bad about it and you probably won't spend a lot of time on it. If anything, you're actually going to think, okay, what could I have done better? Um, or sometimes you really did do your best, but it just wasn't the right fit or they didn't think you were the right fit. And that's okay because you auditioned and you didn't get it. But that doesn't mean like the big thing isn't coming. So if you're really, you know, feeling stressed out about a job search right now, it's just not working out. Trust me, play some Eye of the Tiger. Think of it as training. Just focus on what skills will this interview process help me build. And when you detach, I guess, from the fact that you may or may not get it, you're able to focus on just what is in front of you, which is the interview process, and that's what you want to be doing and you're able to give that 100% of your focus, chances are you're going to start getting more successful, right? And I think when the, the, the good thing, the right thing, the thing that you want comes along, um, you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> the second thing I think I've learned in these last few months is do the impossible thing and ask for what you want. Mm, okay, so this is kind of a two-parter. Do the impossible thing, huh? In these months, these last few months, I also, <laughs> because I didn't feel like I was doing enough, I took on a consulting job. Um, 
a part-time consulting job that I was doing on my own time for an organization that I had actually interviewed with, got to the end and then I was told, no thanks, <laughs> but they added me to their consulting pool and you know, that worked out well. But when I initially said, yes, I will happily do this freelance thing for you, I don't think I realized then just like how big the scope of this thing was. And the closer it got, the more I got in my head about it, thinking like, there's no way I can do this. I signed up and now I don't want to let anyone down. Um, actually, even before I said yes to it, I was up, I had started to type the email saying, oh, thank you for thinking of me. I don't know if I'm the right person. You know what? I was absolutely the right person. The work that I did for this particular thing is... Um, is work that I am most proud of this year. Well, one of the things that I am most proud of, right? Because it pushed me, it challenged me, it really, really stretched me. But then I think over and above all that, it reminded me that all the things I think I can't do, I actually, one, not only have been doing them, I can do them, you know? Sometimes I think we forget that we are capable of so much more until we are put in that arena and we just have to like sink or swim. Um, what I kind of did with this training is I set like a Ulysses pact with myself. So a Ulysses pact is it's a commitment device, right? So you make something, you commit to something months or months ahead, not really knowing how you're going to get there, but you know, the time will kind of get you, get you into action, get you into motion. So I said yes to this thing. Wasn't really sure how I was going to find the time for it, how I was going to have a life <laughs> if I decided to take it on, if I could actually do it. But then I said yes, and I had a month to think about it. But all I did in that month was just prepare um, mentally, read a couple of things, tried brushed up on some of the skills that I would need for this particular gig. And by the time it came around, it was okay. I think this might have been the first time that I didn't, I wasn't a complete bundle of nerves. And I think this connects to the second thing that I was saying, which is ask for what you want. I was never afraid to ask for help, <laughs> never afraid to push back on an impossible request or just to say, like, I don't think I have the capacity for this. I stopped overextending and overcommitting myself to things and really asking for help where I needed it. Um, this really didn't show up so much in this gig on its own, but, you know, I still have a life outside of this consulting thing. So I'm currently writing my thesis for my master's degree. Um, I had a job, a full-time job at that point. And, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a friend, I'm all these other things that require hours in the day. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I realized all I had to do was ask for what I needed and from my husband, I needed more time or just the understanding that I wouldn't be as present as I would like to be. And so he took on a lot more of the stuff that I would typically be doing. He really supported me when I didn't want to do something. He, you know, listened to me rant, even from my own employer, like at the time, just after doing so much work for so long and I really needed a break, I asked for a time off and I got my time off and I was able to recharge. So ask for what you need. Actually ask for what you want, right? Like just think about how can I make this situation better? Um, what is it that I need? Is it more time? Is it another me? <laughs> and if you have the money, you can definitely pay someone to be you. 
um whatever the thing is that you need identify it and ask for it and that's gonna make your life so much easier when you're doing impossible shit hey you need all hands on deck um it can't just be a solo act so reach out to the people that you need and let them help you because i guarantee they want to help you just as much as you need their help hmm okay Third lesson, or lesson number three. I don't know if we were counting them, but this is the third one. <laughs> um, give yourself a chance to be great. That's it. Okay, that's not it. You know me too well. You know I have to expand. Um, I think one of the big themes for myself this year is this idea that the thing that you want to become or this idea of yourself that you picture when you think like when I self-actualize, yeah, you know, when, <laughs> when I lose weight and fix my credit score and, you know, get my mental health in order and start hydrating, it's over for you bitches, right? When you think about that version of yourself, that ultimate true version of yourself, I think the fact that you can imagine it for yourself means that there is already a lot of that in you or if you're not already that person so many times i think we hold ourselves back from opportunities from things because we know we're gonna crush them <laughs> we know we're gonna fucking kill it but we are so afraid of what that will mean for us um and everything has a cost right everything has a price success more than anything if you want to be the biggest, the best, the baddest at something, it probably means that you don't have as much leisure hours as someone else. It probably means that you're working harder or smarter um, in some cases than other people. It just means that you have to make some kind of sacrifices or compromises for yourself to realize this thing. And I sometimes think that we know we're capable of doing the thing we're just not ready to give up our current place because that has its comforts as well, right? So if you're not really particularly trained to be, you know, the next CEO of a Fortune 500 company, then, you know, you don't mind just clocking in at nine, clocking out at five. You're doing a good job, right? This, by the way, please don't come for me and say that I'm hating on people uh, saying they have no ambition if they don't want to be CEOs of Fortune 500s. No, there are people who are very comfortable with where they are. They don't see any trajectory either laterally or upward. That's fine. But you want to be the best way you are, right? So a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we're not ready to make that sacrifice or to give up the things that we know to experience this new thing so let me give you a practical example i know for myself i really do enjoy my leisure time okay i like my downtime because that's time to read smut it's time to watch reality tv that's um that's me time to hang out with my friends that's my time but in the last few months the work that i've had to do has taken me away from a lot right like even this podcast i couldn't make time for it um but I think it was in the moment kind of understanding that it has to be like this for a few, for a spell, for a little bit until I can get to the thing that I want. And I think also just trying to constantly be cognizant of when you get the thing that you want, it's not going to go back to normal. There's some things that you've changed. 
that will just have to remain changed and there's other things that um, you know will be new habits and practices so don't let all that <laughs> hold you back don't let the voice in your head saying that you can't do a thing hold you back because you know what that voice actually never goes away you really have to learn to make friends with it you have to listen to it sometimes because it's in your head it's actually trying to protect you i know the human mind is so wild when you're telling yourself you can't do a thing you're just protecting yourself from trying to do the thing failing at it and then eventually facing some kind of rejection or bad feeling so the voice in your head says you can't do a thing your response if you're gonna make this thing your friend is okay why don't you think i can do the thing that will be your journey into discovering what are the things you think you're not great at is that true is there evidence to support that you're not really good at those things or do you need to learn them if, yeah you could be right you actually don't know how to do that thing at all and you cannot but you can learn so giving yourself a chance to be great also means giving yourself a chance to listen to the nagging voice in your head that says you can't do it don't ignore it make it your friend it knows what's up it's looking out for you but don't also let it hold you back because what are you trying to be great exactly uh yeah so that's it <laughs> those are my three four three things about new chapters that i really wanted to share with you guys um it's it's been it's been an interesting year, I would say. I know I might be one of the only or one of the few people thinking that working from home has really been a blessing, um, but it really has been a blessing. To be honest, it's, I don't know, if you had asked me, I guess, a couple of years ago, what do I need to be the most productive version of myself? Wouldn't have thought like taking the commute out of my day would be it, right? <laughs> um, and so this new like, panasonic normal that we are living in has really given me the time to figure out how i work best what conditions i work best under what i need from myself what i need from people and it has reminded me over and over again because i have continued to put myself out there and try things that i am far capable of more than i usually think i am and that's been a really nice reminder for myself um three years ago four years ago i was in a place of a lot of self-doubt i really didn't think i was capable of a lot i called myself stupid a lot more than i really should have uh, than was healthy no one should ever do that actually and i just didn't believe that I could do anything of any meaning, of any value, and I was really down on myself, but it really, it took sitting down, being honest with myself and honest with the people around me that care about me, about what I was struggling with and my insecurities, and have them say to me what, you know, what they love about me, what's so great about me. Yeah, I have a praise kinks, you know, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to be affirmed. That's my love language. What's of affirmation? I like to be told that the thing I did was good. Um, but the biggest lesson maybe now is even if I don't get told that the thing was good, I really, really, I'm still going to believe that the thing was excellent. 
<laughs> if I know I put everything I had to put into it, yeah, uh, you're not telling me anything. And I, that is probably, I don't know, maybe a last piece of parting advice. The only person that ever has to believe in anything is you. Bum, bum, bum. Ah, and that's it for this episode now for real for real um thank you if you listened all the way to the end like i said this is the last episode of season two season three will be back i know i've talked about like a i'm going through transitions i'm busy i have so much going on don't worry i got you I have a backup upon backup. I have a plan upon plans. Not really sure when season three will come out yet. Um, Likely next year, right? I think we're okay for 2021. We have talked all the things we are going to talk about. Um, And this also gives me some time to plan for that next season. If you want to tell me what you'd love to hear from that season, if you want to be a guest and feature on it, you can shoot me an email, ask makeitclap at gmail.com. You can find the podcast page on Instagram at makeitclappod. Thank you so much for rocking with me this season. Thank you for listening to every single episode I've put out. You guys are amazing and I love you and I am so grateful that I have you. Yeah, that almost got real emotional. Huh? <laughs> Our music is written, performed, and produced by Rafiki, R-A-F-I-I-K-I. You can check her out on Spotify and YouTube. Actually, I think she has some new music out, so definitely go on Spotify and check out her new sounds. They're definitely worth it. And I think that's it. So for this season, goodbye, stay safe, please. We're still wearing masks. We're still sanitizing. We're still distancing. Do all of that. Take care of yourself. Bye.